Hey friends, Heather here, and we have an exciting opportunity for you to join us as we continue this podcast and continue shifting the Down Syndrome narrative. We have started a Patreon page, and this is a way for our listeners to support us financially every month so that we can keep the podcast going. We have three different tiers between $10 and $100, so wherever you feel you can give monthly to help us support the podcast and to continue to shout the worth people with Down Syndrome as we shift the Down Syndrome narrative, you can head over to the Lucky Few podcast.com sign up for our patreon page and start giving today thank you so much hey friends welcome to episode 59 of the lucky few podcast where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with down syndrome this is heather mercedes and micah and friends we are thrilled for today's episode we're going to be talking all about Gigi's Playhouse today if you don't know what that is you will I have a feeling most people listening do Um, and we actually have the founder herself Nancy Gianni on the show today Mm -hmm. Gigi's Playhouse creates opportunities and communities for individuals with Down syndrome and their families all across the globe we are so excited to talk more about Gigi's but first thank you for joining us friends and welcome to the lucky few podcast All right, ladies. Hey, hey. Hi, Micah. Hi, Merce. Hi. Hi. Baby Brave is here again. We love him. We're so glad you're here every week, Baby Brave. Every week. Member. Um, Okay, we are so excited today to talk to Nancy. Gianni, we tried, listeners don't know this, we tried last year, I feel like for months, to get it on the schedule. And this has been one that we've been wanting to have on. We've had people ask about this. Um, We get so many questions from our listeners about finding places in our communities that are welcoming and inclusive and supportive of our kids with Down syndrome. And then obviously Gigi's Playhouse provides those things in a physical building where families like ours can get together. Um, I know I have a lot to learn here. I know a little bit about Gigi's and we'll talk all about this because it it's just making its way to the West Coast. That's Mercedes, right. Micah, and I are all West Coast girls. So Gigi's um, wasn't a, an option for us when we when our kids were first born, but it's coming. And we'll talk about that right. as, as the show goes on. Um, but for now, girls, where, where have you gone in these years that have been an opening, inviting place for your kids? Where have you found that connection and community and support? Um, actually, in... Orange County, there's a great, great program. Um, ICEC, we should get them on here soon. Um, They are wonderful. And they have two programs. One where it's an early, like your first year program, and that meets in Laguna Beach. And then after that, um, you go to their next step kind of campus in Irvine. So, and it's all different disabilities and they do kind of like a mommy and me daddy and me for that first year plus a support group and then um kind of the same idea um for that second group that meets in Irvine and so on they're just kind of an early start supporter so it does I think cap out at a certain age I wouldn't I don't know the age why somehow age eight is kind of ringing a bell so they just kind of walk alongside you for the first adolescent years 
that first infant to kid years and it's pretty magical i know almost all the moms still from when sunny was an infant and their kids are the same age and i don't know it's been really neat to walk alongside them Mm-hmm. That. That's very cool. I had, I feel like in San Francisco, I've talked about this a little bit, but we're, there's, there's not a lot in the city and I'm in the city. Um, and that's been, um, a challenge for us. I recently in the last couple of years have been able to get more involved in down syndrome connection, uh, which is a 45 minute drive from here. And, um, a, I'm able to make that drive during the day, but during traffic it's a lot longer than 45 minutes so we're we have i've been able to borrow books i've been able to like attend a couple of workshops that sort of thing um but in terms of having a a place like for down syndrome to gather when ace was a baby i really didn't have that um and that's been something that i really wished for um just because i was here in the city and it wasn't easy to get to um i just the last two weekends ace has been part of a a inclusive there's like an inclusive sports group that has started in san francisco um in the last five or so years that i just kind of have learned about and he's been going to soccer practice and it's very cool and uh uh, kids of all abilities there with the proper kind of support a lot of volunteers um so that's that's called esports and it was e-soccer that he went to the past two Saturdays and had a blast. So there, there, we're getting to have more and more, um, you know, spaces where we can gather, but, um, but not a physical building here in San Francisco. And I, and I wish for that. Yeah. When so Mason is my oldest, she's 11 and a half. And I feel like 11 and a half years ago, I, I had no idea what was out there. And in California, I just didn't know what was available to us. We're in a, a place in Southern California called the Inland Empire. Doesn't that sound fancy? Ooh, um, sounds scary. <laughs> I know. Scary. It is scary. Do like, you have a castle and a moat? <laughs> there are some the scary IE, parts. baby. <laughs> 909. Um, the 909. So I could tell so many stories right now, but I'm just going to have so much self-control. <laughs> But I remember meeting, I write about this in my book. I remember meeting my first mama with a kid with Down syndrome and she was in line in front of me at Panera and Macy was eight months old and her son was six months older than that. And it was like, oh my gosh, there is a unicorn here. Let's be best friends. (laughs) Um, Best friends. Um, His name is Alden. The mom's name is Marlena. We joke about that they are betrothed to one another. We joke and are 100% serious. (laughs) Um, But, and then I found a couple more moms and it was so invaluable, those women. And Mm -hmm. in my book, Scooter Makes Some Room, I write about finding your people and having a sense of exhale and how as a mom with a child with Down syndrome, the majority of the places I step into in the world, there's this feeling of like my shoulders are up. And even though I'm so accepting of who my child is and even the ways that they interact with the world that are different, there's still this sense of like, okay, I'm, I'm a little bit tense because I know that, that most likely we're going to have some kind of a challenge or some kind of a different reaction to the world in just most spaces that feels like I have to hold it. And when you walk into a place 
where it is all focused around your kid and you walk into a room where not only do kids look like your kid, which is so important for our kids to have that, but then you're like, you can look at a mom and just like make eye contact and start crying. And you're like, I understand. It's fine. You know, or, or like when your Love kid it. takes their first, does their first, whatever, right? first steps are a big deal. But even it's like my kid ate spinach today. You're like, oh my gosh. And we can just know each other. So yeah. finding a place where you're known, um, it could not be more important. I think in this parenthood, in this motherhood journey, and especially raising a kid with a disability. So for us, we found an, an organization in Pasadena I've talked a lot about called Club 21 that we love, love, love and found a lot of great community and resources there. But we now live an hour from there and that's without traffic in Southern California. So we live an hour and a half to two hours from there most, most times of the day. It's just not an option anymore. Yeah. So I, I feel where we're at right now, like we need, I'm feeling the weight of it again and we need mm -hmm. to find that space. So I'm, I'm pumped that we get to talk about how Nancy has done that. And she's a, she's a true community builder here on the show with us today. Yeah, that's right. So we have Nancy Gianni, the founder, and I love this, chief belief officer yes. of Gigi's Playhouse Down Syndrome Advancement Centers. And uh, in addition to that, she's an author and a public speaker. Gigi's Playhouse is the only international network of Down Syndrome Achievement Centers created to provide free, do y'all hear that? F-R-E-E, -E, free, life-changing, therapeutic, and educational programs for all ages. And her most important role and the inspiration behind her hard work is her 17-year-old daughter, Gigi. So welcome to the show, Nancy. We're so glad you're here. Thank you, guys. I'm so beyond excited to be here. I can't believe we didn't get together last year. I don't know. <laughs> we got it now. So We got it now. Yes. Definitely. Nancy, we're so happy you're here. Woohoo! I know. And I'm so happy the baby's with us. <laughs> I know. He's happy to be here, too. And I'm uh, really loving your plants in the background. <laughs> I'm a plant lady, so I appreciate that background. I wish plants. they were real. And I can oh, are they fake? Really? <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>, they're fake. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> like the only plant I've ever had that is, and, and my husband's like, oh my gosh, it's it's a cactus. It was a Christmas cactus. Yeah. Yeah. Two years so ago. Funny. And it's the only one I still have. But they, so glad they look real in this light. <laughs> yeah, in this light, through a computer, they look so real. Um, okay, so tell us about your beautiful daughter Gigi oh my gosh and of course she's texting me from school right now she oh, is I love it. oh yeah yes, Gigi. constantly texting me so what's going on like no Gigi and she knew I was coming on today yes and she was like well why am I not going on right like, you can do that another time but they just want me so, so funny she's like but I'm the Gigi what are you talking about so How that's why she's texting you she's like I'm still gonna get on the show mom <laughs> She is awesome. She is a rock star. She literally, um, I, I think about, I'm, I'm just so grateful for, you know, you guys talk about when they were little and all that, you know, and, and I just remember being so afraid and so full mm -hmm. of fear. And like, when I look at now, like the person she's made me into, the person that she's become, the person that my children are now because of her. Because my mm -hmm. biggest fear when she was born was, honestly, like I knew I would take good care of my daughter. Like I knew 
I was going to take care of her. My bigger fear was for my kids yeah. and what was life going to be like for them. And, and, you know, I've always been drawn to kids with Down syndrome. So I like thought I willed this on them. Like I thought mm. that, that, um, you know, I totally believe in self-fulfilled prophecy. I've always been drawn to people with Down syndrome. And, and I just remember when they said the words in my head, I, I had this instant guilt that I brought this to wow. our family. Wow. And wow. how was I going to, how was, how was I going to live it out now? And what were we going to do? And, and yeah. everything became so negative. You know, it was, we, it was a C-section. So, you know, you go in there and my husband brought donuts and, you know, everybody was happy. We were like the cool, fun couple. And then <laughs> once she was born, well, cause you feed people, you know, we right. don't, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but once, once she was born, that all of that changed, like all of those people who took such good care of me um, and had so much fun with me that morning, were no longer having eye contact with me. Wow! And they were taking good. I mean, like literally, they took good care of me medically. But to them, my life as I knew it was over, wow. and I felt that. You know, I asked for a yes. private room, couldn't get a private room. Had the kid with Down syndrome right away in a private room. They kept mm. sending in the clergy, and I kept like I had every denomination of priests come in and pray with me. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but praying is like emotional. You know, you I cry when I pray. Like I'm like. Right. It also made me feel like that, that there was something I didn't know, like she was dying, that, that you know, that there was something more yeah. to this. I knew Down syndrome. Like mm-hmm. my mom ran our spread group at church, religious ed for the adults with developmental delays. Like I knew Down syndrome. Why was this so negative? Like mm-hmm. it was, you know, all condolences and no congratulations. And, and that was when my fear for my other kids came in. Like okay. how, like I'm not dealing well with the way people are looking at me now. People were looking at me different. I wasn't that cool, fun mom anymore. I was that mm-hmm. mom. Yeah. And how was I going to explain that to the kids? You know, how was I going to tell them that our lives have changed? And that I think was my biggest fear um, in leaving that hospital. And I remember that Monday when we were going home, I remember my doctor said, wow, you really shook this place up. I'm like, what? Wow. He's like, you really shook this place up. That something like that could happen to you and Paul, it can happen to anyone. Whoa. And I was like, what the? F- uh, right. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> Are you kidding? Like something like what? Like what's, you know, so it made me so fearful of what mm. was to come and what, what my future was going to be when I knew it was going to be okay. Like part of me, like intellectually, you kind of know it's going to be, but then another, that it's going to be okay. But then another part of me thought I'd never go to McDonald's Playland again, that right. I would yes. go out for right. dinner, that right. I would never, you know, she wouldn't go on our boat. Yes. You know, she wouldn't jet ski. She wouldn't ski. And, it, and she does all those things now. Totally. You know, I, I, I wanted to move because I had a step from my kitchen down to my living room. Oh, no. <laughs> and she'd be able to do I mean, that's how yeah. they made me feel. That's how right. over my old life was. Right. And, and I remember, like, after she was born, I, I was going to go to a support group meeting. And my brother, Joe, was like, oh, my God, don't, don't go. You can't go to support group meeting. I go, Joe, I know nothing about my daughter. Like, I don't know anything. He goes, you're the most positive person I know. Don't go to support group meeting. And I'm like, Joe, I have to go. Like, I need to learn. And I remember I went, and it was in a hospital. And it was, like, in an extra room. Like, you know, the chairs, the tables were pushed to the side. And they made us us in. And you know what? The people in there were really cool. Mm. It was a great group. It was just where we were didn't fit the message that, yeah. that we should be sending. 
Mm. You know what I mean? But the, mm-hmm. but the group was great. The people that were there, the parents that were there were great. Um, but this was, I mean, think 17 years ago, there, there wasn't also, there wasn't social media, there wasn't Facebook, there wasn't other ways of connecting with people. And there was no babies at these groups. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I, I went to this group, but then I became a stalker, like you were talking about. <laughs> I'd be like at the mall, I'd be like, I got one of those. Like, yeah. Yeah. I need to talk to you. What's my life going to be like? And, and back then, there, you know, there wasn't places you could really go. There was like, there was Misericordia, which is a place here in Chicago that, um, that is a home for adults with developmental disabilities. And I was like, I need to go there and I, I need to learn. Like that's, mm-hmm. I, I went right away, went to Barnes and Noble, the bookstore. And I'm like, I need everything you have on Johnson, which, and I needed it right that minute. Like I, I wasn't mm-hmm. willing to wait. And there wasn't stuff there. There wasn't stuff there. That was just, all right, I'm gonna stop talking now because I'm babbling. But that was, you know, that was that beginning phase that I had, that there was some groups, but it wasn't what I, what I needed, what I was looking for, looking for some positive energy. I wanted, I wanted my kids, I wanted my, I wanted Gigi to be accepted in my community so mm-hmm. that when my kids went to school, people knew what Down syndrome was. People were accepting of all abilities. And that's really why I wanted to start, you know, something. A Down syndrome awareness center was what it was in the very beginning. And it's now evolved into achievement centers and education centers. But I just wanted a place where people can see the positive side of Down syndrome, where parents can get together with whatever dreams they have for their kids with other moms and then make those dreams come true. So that was the premise of GGs when we very first started. And okay. that was a really long story to get to that. No, so no I love it. <laughs> um, I need some, I'm going to fill in some details here. So where do you live? How many kids do you have? What, what is the birth order? With yes. Gigi? So Gigi's my youngest. She's 17 and she is a junior in high school. And then Isabella is a freshman in college at University of Illinois. Franco is at DePaul, he's 23. And then Romina is 23 also. She is my niece uh, that we adopted when my sister-in-law passed away. Okay. So they are the same age, but they're one year apart in school. Okay, love it. So you have four and kids. This, yes, and I live in um, Illinois, South Barrington, Illinois, like half hour um, Northwest of, of Chicago. Okay. So you're talking a little bit about like you go to this group and you're in this room that you're like, we should have a better space. Like yeah. what, what was the spark for Gigi's playhouse to start? I mean, if it wasn't that, what was the spark? And then how did you, how did you do it? I mean, walk us through a little bit of this is what I want to do. And here's our first opening. Yeah, I was on, there was a, a Google group like a group, some kind of group. And I remember there was a mom on there talking about, um, is there a place where our kids can go and, and learn to dance at their pace? You know, mm. she, my daughter is in a park district program and she gets so nervous because she gets yelled at so much by the instructor that on the days of the recital, she bites her fingers till they bleed. Aww. And it broke my, I remember reading it. And, and in my head, I'd been thinking of, I want to start this place. And in that moment I wrote back and I just, Again, this is where I believe in self-fulfilled prophecy, putting your dreams out there, making them happen. And I said, well, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to open a place where our kids are the leaders, where our kids learn everything they need to learn and then take it out in the community, take it back to school, be the leaders in their school. And like I said it, and I was like, oh, holy crap. Now I, I got to make this happen. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and that was it. I mean, I remember that was like in June 
October was down to number one. This month, Gigi had just had open heart surgery. She was recovering from all of that stuff. Um, the kids were home for the summer and, you know, out of school. And it was kind of a crazy time, but I gathered some other families, told them what I wanted to do. I said, the first thing I want to do is, is do um, an awareness calendar. I, I felt like we needed to showcase our kids. The more people see our kids, the less they appear to be different. And right. that was important to me. And to show the positive side of Down Center, a celebration. That was the most important thing is that people will celebrate this diagnosis. And we did that through the calendar. And then we opened, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I had to beg, borrow, and steal for Gigi's first party. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I had a fundraiser and we raised about $25,000 at that fundraiser. Oh and then we were able to do our build out. I, and I stole like electricity from Brown's Chicken. I stole water from the bakery. Like whatever <laughs> it took to get this thing open. I don't, we don't do that anymore. Now we've got like a really nice model. So, Love it. And my teams all say, don't, please don't talk to a new founder. Don't talk to, no, don't. Because don't. I always, I'm like, you know what? I, I, my motto was I, I asked, you know, forgiveness and not permission, yep. but it was the only way we were going to get it done in the amount of time we needed to get it done. I wanted it open in October, which was Down Syndrome Awareness Month. Gage was just going to be, you know, just a year old. And, wow. and I wanted her to be able to benefit from everything we were going to offer. I wanted my kids to benefit. I mean, Gigi's, we serve individuals with Down Syndrome, but we serve the entire community. Right. We serve you know, everybody who comes in learns about Down syndrome, they learn about acceptance, and they walk out of their advocates. All of our programs include all of our siblings and all of the parents. So I just, I wanted Gigi to be a part of that. I wanted my kids to be a part of it. So we did open in October. It was like October 28th. Like it was supposed to be October 1st. And then it was like October 7th. And then it was 14th. Like all the way back. But we made it at the end of October, almost got arrested for not having permits. But that's all behind us now. Ah. <laughs> the problem was back then we couldn't get the permits because there was nothing like this. Okay. And I went to, when I went to the village, they said, well, you know, we've researched this and, and we don't know, you know, what to permit this as there's nothing like this across the country. And I go exactly. And that's why it's so needed. Mm. And this one, the, the one, um, he was one of the attorneys for the village and he was like, you know, you know, when kids like this, and he just started using oh, pronouns and, and started yes. talking about our kids like like us and their families are something different. And I literally, my husband's like, oh God, she's going to blow. I, I like literally <laughs> sat there and I'm right. bouncing like waiting for my turn. And finally I'm like, excuse me, sir. When I go to a restaurant, I don't sit in the Down syndrome section. Right. It is zoned for everybody. You need to zone this for everybody. Yes. Not that we would, isn't that crazy? It's like so he, crazy. They couldn't figure out zoning for those people and their parents. I'm like, are you out of your Friggin' mind? What are you talking about? So it's so nice to see that, like, and, you know, in the East Coast, we, we still have some people that don't want Down Syndrome Achievement Centers in their centers, which is really crazy oh, to me. Wow. Wow. But for the most part, we've gotten past that. And now, you know, with, we have 38 locations across the country now. So these guys don't have to go through all of those fights anymore. But it was just absurd to me that, that it was even an issue to begin with. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, will you tell us a little bit more about, so you, you just said 38 locations across the country. And oh, I'm then, sorry, 48, 48, 48, 48, sorry. Okay, 48, and, and Mexico as well, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. That's, that's a really cool. special playhouse because that's, you know, that's in a place where they, they don't value our kids at all, mm. at all. 
And it was a dream again. And that's another self-fulfilled prophecy. I was at a Down syndrome conference when Gigi was a baby. And I remember hearing like the average lifespan for, for a Mexican baby with Down syndrome was like 15. Oh, wow. And I remember I just kept saying, we have to help them, but I didn't know how we were going to help them. Right. And then this amazing, this is how all Gigi's Playhouses start. Somebody calls and they say, and I'm never going to forget this, this woman called and she said, I don't, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm going to do, but, but I, we need to do this. And, and she did it. She made Gigi's Playhouse a charitable entity in Mexico. They are serving so many families. People take buses for three hours to get to their Gigi. Right. It is the only free therapy those babies get and those families get. Oh my it's, goodness. We need about 10 of them in Mexico to really be able to serve because they don't have the termination rate like we do. Right. So they actually have even yeah. more individuals with Down syndrome because totally. they're not, you know, there's the termination rate is much lower. Right. What, what town is it in, in Mexico? Well, I've practiced this a lot. So. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're ready. Caretaro, <laughs> Mexico. So okay. it's about an hour and a half Northwest of Mexico city. Okay. And it's actually a very wealthy community. The funny thing is, not wealthy, but I mean, like it's a uh, for Mexico. It's it's a uh, um, it's a thriving community. So yeah. I, I literally, I don't know what I was thinking. I didn't know where Canetero was. I was just thinking it's like a village or something. Totally in Mexico. Like I had no clue. I'm sitting there one night. I'm watching like um, House Hunters International. And they go today. Yeah. We're going to Canetero, Mexico. I'm like what? what? <laughs> they literally. I'm like that's how I learned how big Canetero really was. And I, the next day, I'm like. We got to get this place open. This isn't just some small, these guys are going to serve and help families. And, and, mm. and we did make it happen, but they, they need so much more over there. It's when I went there last year, I'm like, why is nobody in school? Why are there so many kids here during the day? Like right. they're all there getting the math tutoring. We do one-on-one -on -one tutoring and literacy and math and speech therapy. And they were all there during the day. And they were like, they don't teach our kids in school. They are not, mm. this is where they're learning. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. It was, it's really where we're at in some of these other countries. I mean, it's bad, you know, we have, we have problems in the U.S., but when you look at what's going on in some of these other countries and where our kids are at, it's really, there's a, a lot of work to be done. A lot. Yeah. Well, Nancy, will you tell us a little bit about what, um, what people would find at a typical Gigi's Playhouse? You just said there is um, therapy, there's literacy and math. Um, yep. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I, I think what you find when you walk into a Gigi's is you're walking into a place where every single person is there because they choose to be there and they want to be there to help our families. I mean, we're 99% volunteer run. So those volunteers that are in there, they're there by choice. They're there because they truly love our kids and they want to help teach them. So I, I feel like, you know, it's always so weird to me to walk into a brand new playhouse and realize we've been able to put that same energy and excitement and everything in that playhouse. But you're gonna walk in there and you're gonna be greeted with obviously a welcome. You're always gonna be greeted with energy. There's music going, there's always music playing. So there's never, you know, I guess I'll never get past that sterile environment. Like mm. to me, when you have to go to us, you know, when you have to go to these groups or whatever, I feel like if they have to be in a church, you know, if you, if you do these things in a church basement, it's, it implies it's where we belong. Mm. It's important to me to have these in a strip mall right in the middle of your community where families are going to walk by and they're going to see these amazing big pictures of, of kids with Down syndrome achieving and reaching their fullest potential. And the kids are going to ask questions and the parents are going to be able to answer those questions or they're going to walk in. 
And then their kids are going to go jump in the ball pit and then they're going to go play in the gym. And then that's what Gigi's is about. We serve individuals with Down syndrome, but we, we serve anybody who walks in the doors. Mm-hmm. Anybody who walks in and wants to learn, wants to be better, wants to change their lives, wants their kids to, to be able to interact and meet some kids with Down syndrome. That's a great way for them to be able to do it. So as far as the programming goes, we do one-on-one tutoring in literacy and math. We have speech programs. We have Gigi Fit, which is a fitness program. Obviously, our kids need this from you know the low muscle tone, but it starts, we've got Gigi Fit Infant, Gigi Fit Toddler, Gigi Fit Kids, Gigi that's Fit so Teen, Gigi cute. Fit It's amazing, you guys, but it's a fitness program that's 100%. We just developed it last year with this doctor of PT, Dr. Sarah Mann out of Colorado, but it's 100% geared for individuals with Down syndrome. So it addresses the low muscle tone, the joint laxity, and then the vestibular system. So it's fun. It's awesome. But, you know, even for these infants, we saw like, you know, we have this Amelia as this one little girl who when she comes in, you know, she goes to literacy tutoring, she's flying through the playoffs and she comes in and you don't even think about that low muscle tone when you see them, you know, moving around like they do. And she was in speech and they noticed that, that she, as she was speaking, she was doing it when she was taking the breath in. And so the speech therapist, our speech therapist was like, you know what, Amelia, can you sit on the ground, sit down for a minute? Put your back up against the wall. Keep your back as straight as you can against the wall and hold it up there. And she couldn't hold it for more than two seconds. Mm. And it was because her core wasn't strong enough. And because her core wasn't strong enough, she didn't have the respiration to push the words out, which is why she was talking going in. Now, you would never think, if you saw Amelia and the way she runs in the playoffs, that girl is all over the place. You would never think that she had, that her core wasn't strong. So these are really important things. So that's why we started like Gigi Fit Infant. We are building that core. Gigi Fit Infant starts at like three months old. I mean, the parents start coming right when the baby is born. It's really important to build that core because that core is what's going to give them the respiration. It's going to help them sit up straight so they can get the respiration, so they can eat, so they can properly digest. There's so much more to, and I feel like that's what we don't learn enough of as parents. Mm -hmm. Like I remember sitting there like with the therapist half listening, but half also taking care of my other kids, half like going, holy crap, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. Like, so really having these programs so that, that they're just there so that you're able to address the things that we know 100% our kids are affected by. So it's an absolutely amazing program. And it's the one Microsoft actually came to us and they are building a gaming app around GG Fit using artificial intelligence. Oh my what? I know. So crazy cool. But because there is not enough research on our kids. So they came to us and said, you know, we want data. What can we do with artificial intelligence? And it, that can change the lives of individuals with Down syndrome. We were like, oh, anything, like everything, because there, there really is no data on our kids because we, you know, the largest chromosomal disability and one of the least funded, there's not a lot of research being done on our kids. And it makes no sense because we got a population of people that all have the same commonality. They all have this extra chromosome. Why are we not interested in this? We know they all have this specific issue. Why are we not researching it? So the beauty of actually having them come in and making this app for us is that the artificial intelligence is, is that it's also going to capture all that muscle data. Wow. So huge because so huge. artificial intelligence is going to come in and go, well, the reason they're doing this is because every single one of them is moving their arm at this angle, whatever it may be. You know what um, I mean? They, we don't know what we don't know about our kids. Totally. And this is going to capture that data. So anyways, GG Fit is another one of our programs, and that's why it's so important. We have GG University for our adults, Confident You, Healthy You, Whole You. That is all about growing that individual from the inside out. So, you know, we talk about 
you know, building them up in, in fitness program. Well, for a lot of these adults, if they haven't been coming to Gigi's and, and they are out of school, there's not a lot of opportunities for them. And Gigi University is three days a week, eight hours a day, and it's all free too, like all of our programs. Um, they, the, some of these kids come to us and they're, they're couch potatoes. You know, they haven't been right. When your kids are little, you take them to the park, you run with them. You sit on the couch with them and you read them a book. You take that time. But you know what? When they're 18, 19, 20, 21, unless you're working out and do, dragging them with you, that stuff's not going on. Right. And they have to be self-motivated to do that. Well, hard to be self-motivated when you got low muscle tone and your muscles are so much heavier, pushing everybody, pushing everything down. So Gigi University is about picking them up. Mm. It's very goal oriented. It's like, it's free, like all of our programs, but it's a very goal oriented program. You're going to keep a food journal. You're going to keep a fitness journal. You have to be working out three days a week. You have low muscle tone. It's just part of who you are. Like a diabetic needs insulin. You guys need fitness and you need therapy. And guess what? The sooner you get that down, the better. Nobody likes to work out all the time, but guess what? We have to do it. Right. So that's the type of programming that we have. Everything from educational to therapeutic. Um, and then we have career training programs too, where we have our store where the graduates of Gigi university go and work. So we have a career training center. That's a cafe and, um, and a, and a art studio. And then we also have, which is called hugs and mugs. You guys might've heard of that. And then we also have Gigi professional, which is another career training track for our GGU graduates that want to go more on the office and more professional side of a career. Wow, that's amazing. Isn't that crazy? But there's so many other cool things. I'm going to get in trouble because I'm talking too much and I didn't talk. But like, I'm going to tell you one more thing and then I'll be done. But LMNLP, like you were talking about babies and and just that first time, you know, of of, um, meeting people and coming in. And one of my favorite programs that we have is called LMNLP. So it's language, music, and our peeps. And it's a speech. Uh, (laughs) It's awesome, you guys. It is my favorite, favorite program. It's a speech and language and communication class but it's also like a preschool prep class. So for that brand new mom, like if you walk in and your, you know, your baby's three months, three weeks old, you still love LMNOP because it's a very structured class. You're meeting other parents, you're watching other kids, you're watching the siblings. But what I love about it is that you're engaging in circle time. So as your child's getting older, they're learning about circle time, the importance of sitting during circle time. They're learning about transition. When things are over, we do this. We're getting them ready for preschool. But the class is actually speech and communication. So in the beginning, they're learning sign language. They're learning, they're blowing bubbles. They're doing oral motor stuff. It's such an amazing program. But everything we do at Gigi's is purposeful and progressive. So yes, you're coming in there learning speech and language, but you're also learning about what's coming next, and that's preschool. So you're learning about engaging at circle time. You're learning about transitioning and making friends. It's really, really, everything we do is purposeful and progressive. And that's my favorite part of Gigi's is we're always trying to get them ready for that next phase in life. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Can you give us another story of one of your Gigi's participants that stands out to you? Even though I know you probably have like hundreds. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. You know what? I just, the other day, I was so overwhelmed, um, with with pride and joy and love for one of our adults i saw her i was coming in and she joined um gg university a couple years ago and she she hadn't really had as many opportunities um to be in the workforce to be around other individuals with or without disabilities she was um 
She just didn't come to us. It, she, gosh, I don't want to be negative, but she just, <laughs> <laughs> we were ready to help her. We right. really wanted to see her reach her potential. So watching her come out of her shell as she went through GG University. Now, GG University, you might go through two or three times before you move on into career training. It really goes when you're ready to get into that career training phase and you're going to be doing one-on-one -on -one customer service, learning about eye contact and all the things you need to be doing. That's when you move into the career training track. Yeah. I was watching her the other day and I see her all dressed for work and she now works. She, she has just blown me away in everything she does. And she now takes her up gets herself to work by taking this, taking one of the, the local transportation buses. Then I watch her come. She likes to put in a couple hours at, at our store. And then I watch her get ready and get dressed. And she works at McDonald's down the street. And then I just watched her, you know, it's pretty cold up. I watched her walk to work the other day. Oh, so proud. And I literally, it was awesome. And, and like just watching the person she's become, you know, that empowerment, like, you know, a lot of times we're empowering the families, you know, the babies are there and yes, we're taking care of the babies, but we're really, what we're really doing is empowering those families to let them know you've got this and we're going to give you all the tools you need along the way. You're never going to be alone in this journey. Yeah. So I love that and where that goes. But I also like watching this, you know, this one in particular, just watching her walk and be so confident. I mean, just watching her just cross the parking lot. Everything she did was perfect. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I don't know that I would have seen this, you know, when she first came to us. And, I, I, and her family just cannot talk about how blessed they are. Just the other day, we had one of our girls that um, I, I walked by one of the tutoring rooms and there was a, a young adult being tutored in there. And her mother was sitting outside and we have headphones for the parents to watch, to listen in. And then we also have like um, mirrored windows. So we want the parents to know what's going on so they can help at home and do these things at home. And this mom's, and I, I just walked by and the mom stopped me and she, she doesn't speak very good English. And she goes, oh, I don't know. Uh, she grow, she grow. And I go, oh my gosh, she's growing. She goes, she, she no, no, no order. Like she was trying to tell me that before her daughter didn't know the order of numbers. She didn't know what a Aww. number was. She didn't know that it was, that it weighed anything, that it was an amount, that it could yeah. be anything. And she goes, no, she no order. She knows that. Like she, she was trying to explain to me and she had very limited English. Like, and that, that look at her learning at 25 years old, she is learning. Oh, so beautiful. Yes. So that's what I love about Gigi's. We don't, you know, yes, it's all, you know, our, our biggest growing population is our infants, yeah. but we, the biggest, the most hours we serve people is our adults because some yes. of us are 20 hours a week. Right. So in watching them grow is just such a gift, watching the siblings grow. And I think what's really important for you guys to understand, it's, it's watching the volunteers grow. Mm. You know, for people who come to us, maybe because they need service hours or because, um, you know, they, they're, they're coming this for one reason or another. And then watching them grow into these like incredible advocates for our kids who are now going out, changing their majors, you know, going out mm -hmm. and being these incredible mm -hmm. advocates for our kids. It's, it's what we call the ripple effect. Yes. And I love it. It goes so far beyond, yes, we serve individuals with Down syndrome in the way that they learn, but because we have all these volunteers in there, we also are serving the volunteers, the families, everybody grows at GG's. And that, that's what I love about it. it. We empower each other. We take each other to another level. We hold each other. We cry with each other. Um, we grow with each other. It's, it's just, it's an amazing place. And I, I feel so blessed whenever I'm um, in any of our locations because it's, there's something special that goes on there. 
something really, really special. I mean, and there's a higher power guiding this thing. Like Jeep and I are just like sitting in the driver's seat going, oh, okay, we're going, going to Sacramento today. We never know where we're going, but we'll be in Sacramento next week. So I'll be close to you girls. Oh, amazing. I know. Not too far from me. Oh, cool. Hop over. So oh, awesome. fun. I know. So, so I love, we talk on our podcast about being narrative shifters. And I mean, you are a trailblazer, narrative shifter, and just everything you're explaining yeah. how um, this thing that started is, I just want my kid to be in a place where she can learn that's not like a church basement. Right. And, and, and you, it's, the, it's so many others. It's you guys. It's all of us together. No one person can do this. Yeah. yeah. All of us together stepping in in our own ways going, okay we're going to do this. You know what I mean? That that's really the way I look at it is that it, the, the timing is right for us to all come together yeah, and right. really make a difference. Really, you know, we're preparing our kids for the world, but is the world ready for them? And we 100. have to make sure that happens. Yes. I love that. So then how do people launch a Gigi's Playhouse? If someone's like, I live in Redlands, that's where I live. And, <laughs> yeah. 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 and I want to launch a Gigi's, which in my heart I do, but I'm, it's not me. Someone listening. I need to right. you. Totally. <laughs> What do you do? How do you launch a Gigi's Playhouse? You know what? That You're so right when you say it's not me. That's really the first thing. Um, that That's how it happens. Someone goes, it's not me, but I'm going to find somebody who it is. Because yeah. you know it's that certain skill set. And we have different, you know, we've had a teacher, like our, our Nashville location was opened by a young teacher. She was like 22, 23, who just said, my students need more. I need to open a Gigi's. We've had a grandparent open a Gigi's. So people call. And, and what I love about it is like, like, like the mom in Mexico. They don't call us as this entrepreneur going, I know I can do this. I'm going to make it happen. They call us as like, holy crap, I have no idea what I'm doing, but, I, but we need this. Our kids deserve it. Our community deserves it. And I want to make it happen. So we have a, a growth, our chief growth officer is in um, Colorado, and then she kind of goes through with the process, works through the demographics. Do you need a brick and mortar GGs? Do you need more of a pop-up? Do you need programming? You know, what really looks to see what you need and then starts you. There's three phases to open a GGs and then gets you started on the, um, in the GGs phases. And then in that third phase, you become an Gigi's LLC in whatever community you're in, and then then you open. I make it sound like it's easy. It's really not easy. Sure. It really isn't. But but it's such a gift to the community. But I, we make it's not easy for a reason. The reason it is not easy is because you have to open up a place that's sustainable. Mm-hmm. Because if it is not, I mean, Gigi's Playhouse becomes the lifeline for those families, and closing is not an option. Right. So we make it very hard for that first opening so that they understand budgets. I mean, they have to understand everything they're doing. I mean, you're serving your community for free mm-hmm. with volunteers. So we've got an amazing model that Gigi's Inc. does all the training for all these locations. We do a leadership, co- a five-day leadership conference every year to help them be able to take care of all these volunteers. So we have a, a phenomenal model, but you need to have a, a great strong board in place. And we've had, we've had boards, we had actually the Sacramento Kings, when they first came to us to open a playoffs, it was people from the Sacramento Kings wanted to open the playoffs. That's and I was like, whoop, whoop. yeah, you can. And my chief growth officer was like, yeah, no, you can't. Got to go through the same process as everyone else. Oh. <laughs> right. and you know what? She was right. Because right, you yeah. have a diversified board, diversified funding. That's if you have true. one funding source and they pull out, you're right. out. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's really, it's, it, they make it difficult, but they also give you all the tools, everything that you need to be able to do this. And then Heather, you're right. It's finding that right person. 
that, that wants to be that, that wants to, that loves being that gatekeeper and pulling all these things together and, and finding that right person is, is a really important piece. So it's not always the person who makes that first phone call that gets that playhouse opened, but it's the one who plants that seed and starts gathering the troops. Who is it going to be? Yeah. You know, who is the board going to be? Who are we going to pull in? Who are we going to get involved in all that kind of stuff? Yeah. If someone wants to start one, is it just, do they go to a website and there's like a button that used to yeah, actually start? Yeah. I think on our website, it says if you want to open a playhouse. Okay. We'll have a link. We'll, we'll look into it. Sure. I'll probably get in trouble. Heather's that, my, my other Heather's probably right now going, does she even look at our website? I love it. <laughs> I love that. We actually had Heather and her friend Bill on the podcast our first season. I love Bill. They just sent me a thing last, they just sent me a video they made last night about drinking beer. And I was like, I wish I was drinking with you. <laughs> they are hilarious. Yeah, yeah I love them. Yes. <clears throat> well, Nancy, we would love to know what you see in the future. What are your hopes for Gigi's and what it's gonna become and what that growth is looking like on the road? You know, I think that, um, Microsoft really got me thinking. New technology really has me thinking. We would love, obviously, to um, have a playhouse in every area that needs one would be amazing. But it would, we are also now working on programming to get into somewhere where Heather lives, where they don't warrant a brick and mortar location. So we are working on um, programming that can get into the homes of people who can't get to a GD's playhouse. You know, mm -hmm. there's there's, which is awesome. I, like our recommendation would always be have a, have a home base playoffs that you visit. So you feel it so that you're a part of it. Right. So you get on up, you know, get in a group with them. There's cause there's nothing better than, than family groups, but there's also ways of doing that on social media now. Yeah. You know, there's way there. So there is ways of connecting, but, but nothing takes the place of, of, um, really being person. able to meet, to be together and to make change. Cause what I love what happens in the playoffs is like, my whole goal, because back when we started, like, this is so silly, but like, legit, we, we just started having printers that you would have at home when I started Gigi's. Like, there yes. was no, I had to go to Kinko's to print everything, and, and yes. I didn't know what the heck I was doing, so I, every, I didn't know what Microsoft Office was. I created, I was a mom, four kids, like crazy, and I created every kind of document I ever needed, and remember, you didn't need many back then, in, um, and create a card spiritual expression software. Oh <laughs> like <gosh. American> greetings, <laughs> every single thing I ever did was an American greetings, create a card spiritual expression software. That's so amazing. I swear to God. Back then, there was no PDF maker or JP. Right. So right. I, I would, anything I created, which every brochure was created in that, and it was not meant for that. It was a card. It was for making cards oh, every, so and then printing them. It wasn't meant to be shared. So none of my board was ever able to see what I was working on because you couldn't share it with anybody and edit it. So I would have to go print it and then bring it to their house and then they would mark it up and, you know, nothing like now. And then when I did make stuff to be printed, I would have to go to Kinko's. Do you guys remember Kinko's? Anybody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would go to Kinko's in the middle of the night and I'm like, okay, I need to print this. And then like it was $15 to make it into a PDF. But right. then you made it into the, they had a PDF maker. And then when you made it into that PDF, everything would shift about an eighth of an inch to the left. Yep. Or the right. It depended on the day. I was like, what the? So you couldn't like print it. It was just an absolute, absolute nightmare. Like those beginning days of starting that stuff. Um, was just a complete nightmare. So, 
<laughs> Thinking back on all that and where we have gone to be able to do this now is like, I used to literally print our brochures while I was breastfeeding. So like you are doing a podcast while breastfeeding, right. <laughs> printing brochures and taking them out and doing all that stuff. So I, I would love to see Gigi's be able to, you know, not make all those things so hard. So yeah. uh, when a family comes, when a mom comes in, if she has a dream that, you know, like that's how our 5K started because a mom had a dream about a 5K. That's how our literacy program. Whatever dreams mom, a mom has that they come sit in the playhouse, talk about it. Let's make it happen. What is that dream going to be? And having a place just where they can make that dream come true. And back then it was easy because I had a printer. You know what I mean? Like, go there because I had a printer. Now I know it's not that anymore. But that, that's kind of how it was. And that's what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be that place where no dream was too silly. No dream was impossible. That if you had that dream, let's get together and make it happen. And I, I really believe in self-fulfilled prophecy, putting it out there. So I really feel like with, you know, Microsoft comes to us, they're believing in us. And they are, we're right now launching um, an app for speech, where right now what we're doing is collecting all the data of our kids from different age groups using different speech patterns because AI can like be life changing for speech mm -hmm. therapy. Yeah. Life changing. For AI could be life changing for our kids if we give them the data. Right. So right. we've got this population that we can give them the data. Yeah. So my dreams right now are kind of, you know, going into this place where, yes, I want everyone to have a GGS because I believe in what that is. But I also want people, I, I also want, I want to help create data from our program, yeah. our data to get in the hands of, you know, MIT has contacted us for data. Like I want that data out there and I want the newest technology changing the lives for our kids. Cause I Amazing. believe we're in a place where it has to happen and it's a bunch of crap that they have not invested in our kids. Right. And that's where I think my big mouth is going to go now to like, guess what guys, it's time and I'm not going to be quiet about it. Yeah. Love it. Get it, girl. Ooh, Especially yeah. you're showing interest, and they're coming to you, and so you're really you, like, yes. Take the baton and run. That's right, girl. Camp. Well, you know, because I I think that everyone is just so surprised, and even like Lou Mind came in last week, and we were they they do all the research stuff, and they were talking to like the, the the research isn't out there, and they they need to be able to collect all that data. So we're very fortunate because we have such a big database, and we serve 48 locations and 12 more opening in the next year. We have so much access to these families and actual critical data that we can control. Wow. So a lot of times it's like, take your kid two hours north, get a blood totally. test. Totally. Right. They're like, yeah, no. hell no. That's not going to happen. Okay. No. Yeah. Who has time for that? <laughs> yeah. This is the type of data that we can easily collect where a mom at home can collect it and we can all make a difference. So I think yes. it's really, really important stuff. Amazing. Love it, Nancy. Well, we're in the world. Yeah. Right. Thank uh -huh. you, Nancy, so much. And I love your energy and I love your grit and I just love your leadership. It's amazing. Uh, um, well, thank you guys. You guys too. <laughs> oh, thank oh, you. Um, we're nearing the end of our interview. One of the things that's our favorite thing is our good news section. I knew so, that. Um, <laughs> I wanted to ask you to be thinking of some good news to share when we come back. Okay, cool. Hey friends, Micah here. Now I know you know it is no small feat 
to pull this podcast off every week. And we are always looking for support from sponsors. And we've gotten to a point where we would love to include you, our listeners, as well. So we're starting something new around here. It's called Patreon. And we have some tiers where you could choose to join us by supporting us financially in whatever way makes the most sense for you. So from $10 to $100 a month, you could be part of the Lucky Few podcast and make it happen every week along with us. We have some fun perks. We have some fun opportunities coming for those of you who decide you want to jump on this boat. And we can't wait to share more with you. If you are interested at all, go to our website, theluckyfewpodcast.com, click on Patreon, and check out how you can support us. Continue to be narrative shifters and shouters of worth in this Down Syndrome space. Thanks, friends. Okay, so we are back and we're still here with our new BFF, Nancy. I don't know if you know what we're calling you now. Uh, um, and every, <laughs> every week we get to talk about the awesome things our kids are doing and we do a segment called Good News because we know as people who love are raising a child with Down syndrome and love so much Down syndrome, we're celebrating the, all of the tiny things, all of the huge things, every little thing we get to celebrate. And it's one of my favorite parts, actually, raising a kid with Down syndrome. So Nancy, oh, Micah sings us in here. Sorry. And, and I have a chest cold, so. Oh, it's going to be deep. It's going to be deep and out to be good news, good news, good news. Oh, Nancy, I like that you just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit there, girl. Come on. <laughs> okay, Nancy, do you have some good news for us about Gigi? I do. So she lost two pounds again this week. I'm mm. so beyond proud of her, how she is owning um, owning her fitness, owning her health. Yeah. Um, understand it. You know, I, I've told her for years, like, you know, mommy knows that's good, but you just can't eat everything that you want to eat. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. that. So watching her kind of at 17 now go, I want to wear these clothes or I want to do this. And I want, um, I know I have to work for that. So watching her right now in like total control of her fitness and her health. And, and, and part of that is because I kind of made a commitment to also help her with this. Like, you know, the loser mom moments, like you lay in bed and you're like, what the, like yes. total loser mom. Like I should have done this. Like, yes. you know what I, mean? I yeah. have them on a constant, like I was going to say before, like, what did that stop? I, I still have loser mom moments from when Franco, my son who's 23 now was a baby. And like, I wanted to make him this book and I never made the damn book. <laughs> and it still to this day bothers me. So like all these things that like, Damn it, I want to be a good mom, but there's just no time to do everything that you want to do. So right. really one of my biggest like like nightmare keep me up at night is like I need to help her better. You know, like here I am helping everybody else with Down syndrome, but I'm not right. helping my own daughter. Right. And that really, you know, when when she would say that this doesn't fit, I don't like the way this looks, you know, like I needed to make a commitment to her that we would do this together. So watching her now own this. And um, she wants to fit into, we have our gala coming up and she she's so excited to fit into her gala dress. And just watching her own it, not, you know, 
because she knows she's getting healthy and she's getting more energy and and she looks good like she'll be walking by and do, Ooh, I look good like she yes. knows that that belly went down <laughs> you know what I mean it is so awesome and it's hard because she's 17 I mean at our school we actually have a Starbucks in our high school oh man that's legit. <laughs> I know, but uh, I don't really know if I want to like, I know. There's a lot of temptation with that. And you know, your school ID is a credit card. So she's uh, like, I'll uh, just get like out. That. Is this yeah. like a school of the future? This is amazing. <laughs> it's a school of enablers. Like, I'm like, I know. Stop right now. <laughs> so Stop giving them that. We literally, when, when she was little, we were at our Des Moines location when they opened. And I remember we're sitting there and we had taken the founder of the family out for, we were having dinner. And we went to pay. And Gigi goes, Oh, wait, I, I got this. I got, and she reaches and she pulls out the, the, um, um, the key card from the hotel and she hands it to the lady. <laughs> you think she, she was like thinking you could just swipe anything and then it's all right. right. I'm like, yeah, Deej, that's not real. Those little swipey things, not real. <laughs> so for her to own this and get it now is just really, really huge and um, something she can own. I really wanted her as a 17 year old, you know, to own this. I see so many adults with Down syndrome struggle with the weight issues and everything else. I'm just so proud of her. So that's my good news. Woo woo! Yeah. Get it out! Sounds good. Um, we are so excited that we have some good news from our family of the week. We are trying to have a family of the week every week. And so we are going to jump over to hear from our family of the week and their good news. We are the Lynch family. We have Eric, Cece, Lincoln, Eliza, and Mason. Lincoln is our oldest child and he has Down syndrome. Um, Lincoln's always spent his life, we've been very fortunate that we had his siblings right after him. So we have Lincoln and then Eliza. Um, Lincoln is four, Eliza's three, and Mason is 18 months. So for all of Lincoln's life, basically, um, except for that first year, he's had his siblings to grow and experience life with. So Lincoln recently was invited to his first um, classmate birthday party. He's been to several family birthday parties and family friend birthday parties over the years, but this one was special because it was his first time he had been invited to a classmate's birthday. And what was really cool is the mom had actually messaged me and said her son specifically asked for Lincoln to be invited. Um, and that was cool to hear because it's hard sometimes when Lincoln goes to school. Um, he can't really communicate to us yet what goes on at school or um, friends he's making or what he did that day. Um, he can answer our yes or no questions right now, um, but being four, he's just not quite there yet with his communication. So we have to rely mainly on just communicating with the teachers or the staff to see what's going on at school. So this was the first time I had heard um, that he's actually making connections and he's having genuine friendships that are being built in class, which is really special. Um, so anyway, the, the mom had texted me and say, hey, my son really, really wants Lincoln to be at the birthday party and send us the invitation. Um, so when we arrived to the birthday party, it was really cool. Um, 
we walk in the door and the little boy sees Lincoln and he yells, Lincoln! And he runs over, gives Lincoln a big hug. Um, and then they both run off to a different room where they had activities and games set up. So um, it's kind of neat to see the shift from being a toddler and young age now to this preschool stage that Lincoln's in. Um, I kind of got to sit back and just observe him being at the birthday party and it was cool just to see him in his natural environment with his with his friends from school um, to see them two connecting and playing and laughing and sharing the whole birthday party with one another um, so Lincoln was able to pretty much independently navigate the entire birthday party himself from playing the activities and games then to finding seats to eat the snack before we sang happy birthday just overall really special time to see him bonding with his friends because like I said we haven't really had the opportunity to see that um, unless we would go to the school and observe so I really didn't know that that's the kind of connections he was making at school it's exciting to see knowing that he's um, building friendships independently on his own has been a really special thing and that's something worth celebrating All right. That was such good news. I love this Family of the Week segment. Um, You know what? I'm going to say this right now. I'm going off script, friends. If you want to be the Family of the Week, reach out to us through email or through Instagram and just let us know. And our answer will probably be yes. And (laughs) we'd love to have you. And um, Nancy, thanks for coming on. And I speak for myself. I know I speak for my co-hosts and probably everyone listening. Thank you for blazing this trail for the work you've done. I, I, totally and completely recognize that my kids get to live in a different world because of what you've done and i'm so grateful so grateful and again it's 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 our community girls we're all out there making it happen strong powerful women i love it thank you guys so much you were awesome thank Thank you you so much yeah thank you and as always a huge thank you to our sponsor to our editor and our producer andy lara our co-producer val schleter and to all of you who share the Lucky Few podcast with friends who have listened faithfully and who have cheered us on, please don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure that you share this podcast with everyone you know. And if you in your heart are thinking, I need to start a Gigi's Playhouse, then do that. If you have a lot of money and you want to invest in Gigi's Playhouse and you're thinking, I want to open, I want to fund a Gigi's Playhouse in Mexico, do that. Do that right now. Let's contact them. Um, and then also, sweet listeners, remember, you supporting your loving with Down syndrome, you are a shouter of worth and you are a narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We are here cheering for you. We will see you next week on the Lucky Few Podcast. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Lucky Few Podcasts. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to theluckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time.